just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeves so what's good y'all how's it going uh let's see what have i been up to since last week uh i think the major thing has been um this week we had a wedding planning meeting les and i and that was pretty cool it's been pretty cool uh this is my first time um getting married and so this is my first time going through the experience and so I think Les is going to come on with me next week and we're going to kind of just talk about all the things we have going on. But surprisingly, so far in the process, I have not been stressed. It's actually been pretty chill. We are having a destination wedding. So a lot of things kind of was cut out for us. So it's really a matter of us picking out, you know, what do we want? Our vision kind of seeing it come to light. So it's been pretty cool. Um, we do, I well, I do personally have a, a working list of all the things that I need to do. So um, not really stressed yet. Stress might set on maybe a little later, but so far it's been pretty chill. Um, we're getting married next year uh, in Curacao. So uh, I think it's the main thing of just figuring out some, um, I guess some complexities on like, we, we wanted to have like welcome gifts and stuff like that for people that's, you know, uh, taking the time to come to the wedding you know we're so thankful for the for all the people that's actually coming because it is a financial thing for everyone and so we've been trying to figure that piece out like you know as far as bringing things over with us but other than that uh it's been pretty chill it's been it's been fun though the process has been pretty fun uh seeing your vision come to light so we've been enjoying um you know the process and uh it hasn't really been stressful i think the wedding is going to be beautiful uh uh we Let's see, this week we secured, um, we finalized like the food and the food that we picked out for everyone is going to be really, really good. I'm not going to say it on here because I want people to kind of be surprised when they get like their official invitations and kind of see some of the things that we have going on. But we have a lot of things set in place for the guests uh, to make it a great experience for everyone. We really wanted our wedding to be, um, we wanted it to be a celebration, not just for us, but for everyone, you know, and we also wanted to make it since, you know, people are coming over and they are, you know, taking the time to come to our wedding. We wanted to make it an experience for them as well. Um, I've told everybody that, you know, has already like booked to treat this like a vacation for yourself as well. Like, yeah, you know, you're coming here for the wedding, but you know, bring your spouse or bring a friend and, and like, you know, it's all about having fun. Like as long as you just come to the wedding piece, Everything else, you know, she, we want everybody to make it the way they want to make the trip and do the things that they want to do because it's going to be beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful place to go to. So, um, so yeah, so we really just wanted to just keep the main thing, the main thing. And, um, so it's been fun. So that was really kind of like majority of our week getting stuff together for our, our wedding planning meeting and kind of finalizing some things that we wanted to see, uh, there. And, uh, over the weekend, you know, Les and I really have trying to have been trying to be very intentional with uh, spending time and kind of sinking back into ourselves because, you know, when you're busy and things are going on, you kind of, things can kind of fall to the wayside a little bit. So we spent a day uh, yesterday um, of just been, we basically spent the whole day together doing anything and everything and we went on a really great date. And so it was really cool. So this week, you know, we've been really intentional with each other and spending time and, and also, you know, doing things for the wedding. So, um, you know, we are looking forward to that. And, uh, that was really about it. It's just, it's been pretty chill. 
I've been I've been happy about all the sports, so I'm still just caught up in all the things going on out here in the world. But today, I think that I'm going to make this episode a deep dive discussion episode, so it won't be a thought of the week. I think I'm just going to just talk and we kind of just catch up on some things because I haven't had a deep dive episode in a while uh, and, and just uh, touch bases on a few things going on in the world. Uh, let's see. As far as announcements, I just want to also just um, talk about the book club. It's just my thoughts book club. You can find it on my social medias. Um, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast, my Instagram, and I also uh, give announcements for it on my Twitter, IJMT podcast. So definitely if you want to be part of the, the book club or you want to just see how, you know, it works and all of that, just hit me up. You can just DM me or email me and, you know, we can make it where you're a part of the group. It's a virtual group. So you don't have to be in Charlotte where I am. We actually just meet monthly on Zoom. So it's been really cool. It's been great conversations. And uh, so if you want to join, definitely. Our next meeting is January 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you still got a little time for when this episode comes out to grab the book and join us. But you can always just start in uh, February if you wanted to be a part of the February book club discussion. We are reading um, Love and Donovan. Um, But you can see all the announcements and things on social media. And also, you know, I do keep you abreast of what's going on on here as well. Another thing that I wanted to uh, talk about is, you know, I have been trying to find ways to remain focused on all the things that I have going on. I have so many things that are starting to just pile up as far as like the wedding and school. And so I was looking for things that can help me uh, try to remain focused. And so I have been doing Magic Mind Shots which have been really cool. I mix it in the mornings with my coffee. I I take a shot and I usually just start my day with a cup of coffee as well. It's actually helped me not drink as much coffee because it kind of like gets you kind of perked up, gets your mind flowing. So that's been really helpful. Um, So I recommend you you check them out. I will have the link in my bio, but I'm also going to tell you as well. But only for this January, um, especially for us trying to work on our goals and stay motivated. I think the shots has helped for that. So it, it definitely will help you f- be fully focused for your 2024 New Year's resolutions. But for this month, you can get one month free when you're subscribing for three months. And that's magicmind.com slash Jan, slash Jan, J-A-N, just my thoughts. And then the code would be Mika20. So if you are interested in checking them out, their matcha shots, they're really actually pretty tasty too. And I think they do help. I actually had one this morning to get my day going and I actually feel pretty good. I feel pretty upbeat and uh, you just, you can just drink them down. So definitely uh, check them out. And I have a link in the bio as well for you to check out. So now we're going to roll into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra, I am love in action. And I do get my mantras from I am mantra off Twitter. It's my favorite account. I check them every single morning just to kind of get my day going. But uh, I love this one because I think, you know, it's something about intentional love. And if you just kind of change your mindset to where you want to be to whatever it is that you want to be and whatever else you want to put into the world, it's really easy to do. So I love this mantra because um, just being intentional with how you show love and how you show up for others. And that's been my main thing for years is just how I show up for others, especially people that pour into you. Like I pour into people that pour into me, you know, and at this point in life, you know, you don't, the sad thing is about life. Sometimes you are surrounded by people that are takers. There are some people in the world that will take from you 
and don't care about what they give back to you. Something as simple as just asking you how you're doing, but they'll take from you. And so for me, like I like, I'm a giver. And unfortunately when you're a giver, you know, you can get burned a lot by people because I would really do anything for anybody. And so I've had to learn to balance that out and just kind of like, you know, look at love a little differently because love doesn't have to hurt and love doesn't have to always be like this crazy thing, you know, just pour into people that pour into you. If you have people in your life that do the small things, show up for you, you know, times that you might need an ear, you know, they, they, they lend an ear to you, things like that, pour back into them, you know, something as simple as asking somebody how they're doing, asking somebody how their week is going. You know, if you know somebody has lost somebody in their life, circling back sometimes and just asking them, how are you feeling? You'll be surprised the small stuff that can go a long way with just showing up for people. And it doesn't take much. This is something as simple as a text message. And I do try to show up in those ways. You know, I might not always be able to show up to everything because I am very busy right now with school and, and just life. But I do try to show up in the small ways that I can. So I try to be intentional about that. All right. So today, like I told you, we're going to have some deep dive discussions, just a few and just have a little conversation. So let's just jump into the deep dive and roll on with it. All right. So today I wanted to start with back talking about the color purple again. Um, As you know, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, I am a huge color purple fan. Um, I love the book. I fell in love with the book when I was a kid. Uh, I read the book numerous times, um, probably over 20 at this point in my life. And I've seen the original movie a million times. I did actually see, get to see the play, Color Purple. But I was, I was really excited for the movie to come out because I already knew what to expect. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I've been listening to, I always, when I see different podcasts, like discussing it, or that's like one of their topics for today, I always, you know, jump on and try to see what they're talking about, because I've been curious what people thoughts in regards to the movie. And it's been, you know, all across the board. Some people love it. Some people don't really care for it. I think when you, when you change and alter a masterpiece, the original movie was a masterpiece. It's really hard for people to kind of like not want to compare it to the original and these are two separate things you know I think the original movie was what it was it was one of the most important films I think and it's an American classic but I I do think that the musical they did a good job with with what they were trying to do the vision was that they didn't want to make you know a sad movie and things like that they really wanted to kind of sink into Celie's joy through her imagination. And so that was the premise of the movie. And so a lot of times when it went into the songs and things like that, that was actually things that was in Celie's mind. And so I think when you kind of break down the vision that they have for it and what they were trying to do, if you watch the movie from that lens, to me, I think it, I think it was, I think it was great. Like I've even heard complaints about, you know, people saying things about the characters being, you know, washed out and all that. And I, I didn't feel that way at all. Like I'm, I'm not sure which movie people were looking at, but I didn't feel that way. I thought the actors did a really, really great job. I thought, I thought Coleman Domingo, uh, who played Mister, was absolutely amazing as Mister. I loved the way in the, in the movie that they showed, they really, really showed like his self-destruction uh when Celie left and how his world just pretty much fell apart and you could really see him realize like you know I the the the, the faults that he had basically 
you know, you and so to me, I loved the way they changed his character just a little bit where you could see more complexities of him as a as a person and how he struggled after Seeley left. You can kind of see forgiveness between well, Seeley's forgiveness of him and them uh, functioning together at the end. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think it's unfortunate that so many people kind of just couldn't, I don't know, like get out of the way of their thoughts about it. I have seen, you know, I'm, I'm on social media, so I do see all the, the, the think pieces and the things people are talking about. A lot of people try to shift blame onto Taraji. And even with that, like, I don't feel that way. Like I actually understand what Taraji was trying to do. And I don't think it should have taken away from the movie. But that's the thing that I hate about the media at times. They take one thing, they jump on it, and then they try to create it into a thing. And I think that's what happened in in this regard. Um, So I've been watching all of the Color Purple um, panels and, you know, them on the press tours, which is like really, really amazing shit that they're talking about. Um, I felt really touched a lot of times when I watched some of the panels and just seeing them be emotional and just talk about uh, things that they have experienced in their lives. Me personally, I think that when you see true perspectives on things, it gives you a better outlook of just some of the things that they may struggle with because we're all human. And I think sometimes in the world we live in, we treat celebrities like as if they're not real people, but they are. So I did want to talk about some of Taraji comments because I personally think that some things are taken kind of out of context, which has been unfortunate because it's clear that this cast really love each other. It's clear that there's no drama and it's just weird that it's become a thing. Like even Taraji spoke out this week and was like, you know, my comments should never have been used to take away from the film and the people that was involved in the film because we made this film out of, out of love. So a few times, uh, like when they started the press tour, Taraji was emotional about how, you know, she's been in this, she's been in this, um, industry for over 20 years and how, you know, she really don't, doesn't get the, the just do like black actresses though. She wasn't just talking about herself, but she was talking about herself as well. And they made her emotional because can you imagine that you give your blood, sweat and tears, you know, all of, all of these, you know, celebrities for the most part, um, have degrees from amazing programs, um, Danielle Brooks in the film with the Juilliard. So did Corey Hawkins. They went to, went to Juilliard. I mean, these are like professionally trained actors and actresses. And so, yeah, like if you sit and you, and, and Taraji, she went to Howard, but if you sit and you give your all to something and people only give you not even a fraction of what your white counterpart might make it. Well, yeah, like that anybody would have frustrations towards that. Right. So Taraji, I think, I personally think that she was like, you know, I have this platform, we're talking, I'm going to bring light to some of the things that need to be fixed because it does need to be fixed. You know, um, I'm trying to think what movie it was. I know for the curious case of Benjamin Button, I don't know if I said the name of that movie, right. But, um, Brad Pitt, I think made $10 million and Taraji made, I think a hundred thousand dollars. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that she's as big as Brad Pitt, but but to not even make a million dollars. And that was a huge movie. So, you know, even with, um, empire, the, 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 the big days of empire when like, it was like the, the hottest show on TV, Taraji was only making, I think it was like less than, I know it was less than 200,000 
an episode, but it but it was way less in comparison. But you have shows like say a Grey's Anatomy, and you know they're making like um, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Empire was a huge show, so there is paid disp- you know disparities between the two. And so she brought these things up to kind of just say like you know it's hard out here, and how like you know we have to work together. And some of the things that take place like has to be better. What I hate about the media, because I've watched, literally I've watched the whole interviews. They take it and people on social media, which I don't understand it really. I really don't. And I think it did hurt the film, unfortunately, because they took some of this stuff and they're like trying to make it seem like Taraji has an issue with Oprah. Oprah comes out and it's like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't, we don't have an issue with each other. Like even down to that one time they were up on, uh, the top of a building. I can't remember where they were. And it's clear it's cold. You can look, you can look at the the video and see it's cold. Well, then people start zeroing in saying, oh, look, see, Oprah doesn't want to stand beside Taraji. And, you know, um, they seem closed off. And then, you know, Oprah had to come back and say, look, you know, like that wasn't anything. We were tired as hell. We had been going from place to place, to place all day. And it was freezing up there. So literally you just saw us being cold, nothing to do with how they feel about each other. The reason why that people are having come back and explain these things is because people are chopping and screwing things on social media and trying to make something that is probably not going on, which they said it wasn't going on. And I'm like, why can't we just focus on the film, focus on what's going on? And that's, and that's why I don't think Taraji should be blamed because I I love having these conversations about um, things that need to be fixed in the industry because it's a lot of amazing black actresses I remember when I was in love with woman king which I still am but I watched I watched all of those panels too and Viola Davis the Viola Davis was talking about how like it was so hard to even make the film and even even get a budget approved to where they could properly make the film the the way that they want it so it's not so like that's my point it's like it's not uh just a Taraji thing like this is this is a a known conversation that people are talking about about getting these um getting these you know movies even approved you know through through studios and things like that to even make it to where it is a film with with black uh with majority black castmates and so I I do believe that it's really difficult to do I do believe that you have to do a lot to try to get this shit approved and these budgets approved for these movies and also to get people paid the, the amounts that they should get paid, you know, and Octavia Spencer has talked about it before. So Taraji's not the first person to talk about it. I think, unfortunately, so many things have been chopped and screwed. I'm going to give another example. Um, I was watching the Golden Globe and Gail, it was Gail, Oprah, uh, Fantasia, Daniel Brooks, might've been Corey Hawkins up there. It was one more person. And Oprah was trying to, which I don't really think it was time and place, but I think she was trying to just say like, yo, you know, like we are love and light up here. Like we enjoy each other. We love making this film. You know, it was literally a family aesthetic. And so they brought up the fact that they had had, um, they had car rentals. So Fantasia makes a statement saying, you know, I'm a country girl. You know, I, I didn't, I, I just wanted my own car. Like I didn't mind. But also this is her first, you know, major film. So I think, you know, for her, she just like, I didn't, I didn't care. You know, like I like being by myself, you know, it's cool. But 
people took that and but she said other shit after that like it wasn't just that one thing right and she was just saying some stuff in jest when she was talking about her being a country girl people took that one part and they cut it and then they literally tried to sit and say that Fantasia had a problem with Taraji which is not true she also had a part at the end where she literally said we already knew coming to making this movie that people were going to try to take the beauty away from the movie and they were going to try to to turn us against each other and which is crazy because that's literally what's taking place but of course when that started going viral around and circling circulating around social media well they took the end part off they cut that off and they just had Fantasia talking about you know I don't have no problem driving a car in response to Taraji mentioning that you know some of the things they had set up for them wasn't right um, at the beginning and then what they cut off with Taraji is that she said that they call Oprah and Oprah you know didn't know what was going on and said it sometimes and so she fixed it because Oprah was a producer she's not she's not there all the fucking time she's not over any of that stuff that's a studio that's a studio issue and not an Oprah issue but when she found out she talked to whoever and she fixed it and that's what I mean it's like why do we always tear shit down and then we sit and make complaints about how you know we need more black films we need to see more blacks on on the screen but then when you get them on the screen you tear the shit apart and I don't I don't get that piece I, I really don't and I think it's unfortunate because whether you like musicals don't like musicals okay like some things might not be your cup of tea but I literally have listened to some podcasts um just with me just kind of seeing what people thought of the movie and I was shocked with the amount of negativity towards color purple from people who didn't even go see the movie who's never even read the book so what what like what's your vantage point like where are you getting these critiques from when you don't even know nothing about the story like hearing people say oh my god like the lesbianism you know I literally was expecting when I went to go see the movie that it was going to be like some I don't know like something crazy on the screen um or or like a high level intimacy with Taraji and Fantasia with the way people complained about it so much and it was they shared a kiss like literally a kiss it like is that what's really making y'all that upset like really to where you want to bomb a movie to where other people just didn't go see it because they didn't they didn't want to see that like make it make it make sense y'all like really make it make sense and I feel bad for them I do because so much it shouldn't be so much negativity around something that's literally out of love and if you if you sit and watch the panels and the things that they're talking about and Fantasia talking about how she healed herself from playing Seeley this this second go around and you know how it made her feel and like they're crying about their experience because they love making this movie so much I think it just does a disservice to all the people that worked on it by sitting here and, and chopping and screwing things up to make it seem like it's a problem. I don't think that none of them have a problem with each other. I don't. They all genuinely seem like they really care about each other. And I think it's just unfortunate. I don't think that Taraji comments should have been anything towards negativity towards the movie because I think she was using her platform to, to shed light on some of the things that does need to be corrected. It does. You have some amazing actors out here and they, and like, you know, why did Angela Bassett get an honorary Oscar? Why hasn't why haven't she won one by now? All the amazing roles that she's played, why haven't she won one? You know? So those are the things that I think they were trying to point out. Like it's still we you know I feel like change is happening maybe slowly, but there's still so many things that um 
they, they can improve. And so I think that's all she was trying to say. And I, I received it, but I think it's all about the mindset of how people go into um, listening to these comments and how they want to receive it. Everything, it doesn't always have to be a negative. And, so, and that's my thing with social media, not to go on a rant, but I'm ranting right now. It's just that I feel like social media, sometimes I go on there for comic relief. You know, I might scroll on Twitter, but I pretty much set my Twitter up to where I see only the things that I want to see. And so I try to just keep it love and light, a lot of sports, a lot of positivity, affirmation accounts that I follow and things like that. But social media can be such a dark place. It can be so freaking nasty. And, you know, I just try to, I I have a love hate relationship with it because I know I have to be on social media for the things that I'm doing and promoting it, but I hate social media. I rarely, like my personal pages, I rarely ever post, like I rarely even on there. Like I couldn't even tell you what people have going on in their lives because I I literally talk to people in real life. I don't want to find out what you're doing on social media because I actually talk to my friends in real life. So I don't have to always go see what it is they're doing to stay abreast on what's going on. Half the time, the shit you see on social media, most people are miserable. Half the shit they post is not real. I know people that literally I interface with in life that post all this amazing shit and they're, they're the most unhappy people, you know, their relationship is fucked. But when they post online, it's, you know, the greatest shit in the world when it's like, I actually know the real. And so you can't always go on social media or measure yourself from social media. And I think that's some that in this, in this time, this generation, in this time that we're in right now, people compare themselves to others you know, they look at what people are doing on social media and compare their lives. And how can you compare your life to something that you don't even know is even real? Like really? So, you know, I I have a love hate thing with social media because it's just ridiculous and it can just be such a nasty negative place, you know, and that's where it's, it's, that's what it's become. So unfortunately, you know, a lot of, a lot of these think pieces about color purple and people giving their opinions, is actually from people that didn't even go see the movie that never read the fucking book that never saw the original. So how, what, what are you comparing it to? Like, what, what are we talking about? Are we really that disgruntled with Suge and Seeley relationship when in the book, Suge and Seeley, they went in depth about their relationship. They were in a lesbian relationship with each other and they both showed each other love. The first time that either one probably has ever experienced true love, you know, it was a beautiful story, but we're talking about things that makes no sense at all. Like I, I, I have really actually been, I shouldn't say surprised, but semi, and I definitely have been disappointed, you know, by it, but yeah. So definitely go see it. It's still playing in some places. Um, it has gone to digital I'm waiting for the physical copy to come out so I can buy the Blu-ray and put that part of my collection, but, um, it's still playing in some areas and I definitely think that it's worth, um, it's worth watching. I do. I think the music was fantastic. I thought the performances were great. Um, I don't know. I loved it. So let's just talk about, uh, Cat Williams. So I finally sat through and watched the almost three hour episode of Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams. And I have some thoughts about it. I found it to be absolutely hilarious. Now, a lot of people were like, um, they don't feel like anything he was saying was true. I actually don't feel that way. I actually think he was telling the truth. Now, some things did he probably embellish? Sure. He's a comedian, you know, he's an actor. So obviously some things he probably didn't embellish some, 
But do I think that he was telling the truth on a lot of things that happened? I do. I think that uh, we're just kind of rolling into a, a, a age right now where people are just starting to not give a fuck about just the bullshit out here. And that's what I think Cat, the time that Cat Williams is on. Like I, I literally was in stitches listening, like watching that interview. I thought it was good. I don't. Um, I, I actually am a fan of Shannon Sharp, so um, I watched Club Shay Shay already. So I've watched when the other comedians have come on, and that's what Cat Williams is trying to say. Like everybody was like, from some people, oh, he's been a hater, all that. No, like he's basically saying like, you know, you've let people come on. They've given their piece. They've said things that I don't agree with or things that wasn't true. So I'm just coming on here to set the record straight. The people that have come out and the other comedians that's come out in response, none of them have denied what he's saying. They just probably don't like what he's saying, but they haven't denied it. And, you know, Cat Williams talked about how people say that he's on drugs and all of this shit. I personally think this is what I personally think. Like I've said before, when it comes to this celebrity shit and this world that they live in, that that's that celebrity world stuff. It, it's a whole bunch of shit going on. If you're not seeing it, you know, we've seen stuff coming out about P Diddy. We've seen stuff about TD Jakes and like, we've seen all of these things, you know, the Epstein list with, with people that we know on the list. Is it really, is it really just that shocking that some of these celebrities that we love might just be fucking the visuals? You know, like, I think he's just calling, he's just calling people out in their shit, whether it's true, untrue. I don't know. It's probably, I feel like it's probably, I feel like a large majority of what Cat Williams saying probably was true. And then you got the part in the middle and then you have somebody else's side. It's always three sides, your side, their side, and the shit in the middle that, that maybe some people are leaving out. Right. But I thought it was great. I thought it was entertaining. I, I, I think, you know, some things was kind of like, whew, boy, you know, Cat Williams had time today, but I thought it was hilarious. I did. I mean, he was really going there. So if you haven't watched that, uh, definitely watch it. But I, I loved it. I did. You know, I think that he just won't had to get some shit off his chest. And then, you know, that's what he chose to do. So it's no different from anybody else. He was just a little more raw with it. And the way that he said things about certain things, he was a little more raw and kind of like, damn, you know, whoo, okay. But it was funny as hell though. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't really much that I want to talk about for the deep dives. I had one more thing that I wanted to say though, before, um, before I finished up. So, you know, as you know, I am in school to be a therapist and my teacher this week asked, what, um, what would you do if you had a client? if you had clients with different viewpoints than, than yourself. And, you know, it wasn't hard for me to answer this question because I think this question, it really stuck in my mind, like where I'm still actually thinking about that question and thinking about the world. And so I wanted to just share my thoughts on that real fast before we go. You know, the problem with the world, I think in present day is that we can all coexist with each other with different views and different beliefs and different values and it should be okay. I think the problem that we run in is that, you know, a lot of times when you feel strongly about something like, i.e. maybe religion, you feel strongly about religion, you feel like everybody should feel the same way you feel. And if they don't, or they don't believe the same thing you believe, then it's a problem. But that's, that's the problem, I think, you know, like I'm able to coexist with people that do not share the same values that I do, that do not share the same beliefs that I do. 
that to me that's what makes the world that's what I mean that's what it should make the world because none of us are going to always believe in the same things like I am very much a Christian I'm not one of these like raging and holy rollers you know where I don't leave any I, I think everything has a gray area even religion right so for me the way I view religion is like you know it's my guide it kind of sustains me as a person as far as like you know my value system it's my moral compass you know um but I also have common sense too. Like I'm not going out here just killing somebody. Right. So I think some things is part of your personal values, but religion is very important to me. Um, I have friends that's atheists, right. And we're still able to be friends. I respect them. You know, I respect that they do not believe in God. So, you know, when holidays come, I might say, you know, I hope you enjoy your time with your family. Like I might not sit and say, you know, Merry Christmas and be sending a damn black Santa to them. Right. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to viewpoints in the world, you know, I'm in a same sex relationship. I'm around, uh, you know, heterosexual couples all the time. And I've never had anyone ever make me feel that I was any different from them. And, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think their I think their belief system is probably fine, but I mean, I, I don't know either but I've never been made to feel anything other. But then you see so many people in the world that's just out here, you know, killing people just because they woke up today and they just don't like gay people. You know, why do, why do gay clubs get attacked all the time? Why can't people walk down the street and just be, you know, if they're transgender without worrying about someone trying to attack them in the street, you know, it's just, I just think the world sometimes can just be such a hard place especially for people like me who just feel you know I, I feel you know for so many people because us as people make other people lives so difficult like I had a conversation recently about pronouns and you know with me being in this space obviously like I just automatically ask you your preference you know of what you want to be called and I'm fine with whatever somebody say so you know, if you are they, them, whatever, you know, whatever you want to identify as, then I'm fine with it. And I'm going to call you, you know, based on what your preference is. And it's just things like that. It's like, why can't it just be that simple? If they, if they, if their preferences is not what your preferences are, well, why do you have to bash them? Why do you have to shun them? Why do you have to treat them like something different when literally, why don't they have a right to just be who they want to be? Like, who are we to tell somebody that they can't? Who are we to sit and tell women that they can't make the decision to do whatever they need for their bodies? It, I, I just, it, sometimes it can be just really um, hard, you know, just in, in America right now. Cause I just be like, why, why does it even matter to you? what someone else does in their home or how somebody else want to live their life. Cause for me, it has nothing to do with me. I think people have the right to be who they want to be, live the way they want to live, have their own beliefs based on what they feel for themselves. And I think we all should learn to just take a beat and learn how to coexist with each other and learn how to just love each other. And that's why I picked the mantra for today's episode, because I wanted to end on, on saying this, it's just that I think we should spend more time trying to understand each other and love each other 
than spending more time trying to tear each other down. Like really based on what? Cause like I have a lot of things that I think, and I have a lot of things that's near and dear and important to me, but I definitely can coexist with other people that don't share the same views as I. I think that if we would love each other more, more people wouldn't feel so suffocated in this world and the suicide rates wouldn't be so high because people are mean and just tear you down. You see it on social media. It's probably why I hate it so much. And sometimes I'll go read the comments and it's just horrible sometimes the way we all just, you know, tear each other down. And I think that's something I wanted to leave it there for you to just think about, like, you know, if there's moments in your life that you you have um, these biases or these moments where you think differently about a person based on how they carry themselves in the world. Um, and why is that? You know, like I don't have any transgender friends and I don't know any in my in my own personal bubble but if I ever if I ever met one you know or met some met someone that identified in that way I would still treat them the same I would love them the same so you just tell me and educate me on how you how you prefer you know what's your preferences how you prefer to be treated and how you prefer to be addressed and I will make sure I remember how you want to be um, you know, address. It's that simple. It's some stuff don't have to be that serious. And I think that we should love each other more. But that's all I had this week. Uh, next week, Les is going to be on. She's going to join me. I think we're going to talk about relationships and talk about what we got going on with the wedding. So that's going to be a fun episode to sit and talk with her about and catch you guys up. I think the last time Les was on was actually our engagement episode. So I'm excited to sit and talk and catch up with her, with y'all. And uh, don't forget to follow the show. You can find It's Just My Thoughts streaming on every platform. Make sure that you do, you know, review it, like it, uh, follow it so you can get the updates for the show. But also just, you know, leave a leave some stars if you enjoy it. Also, you can find me on social medias. Uh, Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. On Twitter is IJMT podcast. And you can also email me if you ever want to be part of the show of having questions. IJMT podcast at gmail.com. I thank you so much for listening. Mika here and I appreciate you.